Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I am your host, uh, Darren, and, and today we're going to be talking about Private Joy from Controversy. It is the fourth track on the album, but if you had it on vinyl, it was the start of side two. It was recorded on the 16th of August, 1981, at Sunset Sound. Um, Prince was doing uh, a number of overdubs for songs that he'd had recorded earlier in the album, which he'd recorded at his home studio. Um, and while he was in the middle of doing overdubs, he basically recorded this song in a day. And it was the final track recorded for the album. Uh, it was released on the 14th of October, 1981. Um, it's just Prince uh, by himself. Uh, there's no one else on there. Obviously, Prince was by himself doing overdubs, so that's why it's just Prince. Uh, it's 4 minutes and 25, and it was released as the B-side of the single release for Doomy Baby. Um, and joining me today is Tim Holsizer. Hello, Tim. Hello. Uh, before we get into discussion of the track, I was just going to ask you a little bit about uh, your uh, fandom of Prince, should I say? Uh, it, how much of a Prince fan you are? Uh, if you can recall a time when you became a Prince fan, if there was a song that you recall hearing that made you a Prince fan, uh, you know, if you were introduced to it by older siblings or or a parent, oh, yeah. um, how did how did Prince come into your life? Um, I would say Prince was kind of the the background radiation of my life. I was a pretty young kid when I first heard him. It was definitely the radio that brought him to me. I listened to a lot of radio as a kid. And, uh, yeah, things like Let's Go Crazy, Delirious. Uh, probably the 1999 era was, was the first time I was aware of, of him. I liked his singles, but I never really... I was just a little kid. It, I think it was around the time of the Batman soundtrack that I really started getting into him and trying to get every album. I was a big fan of Batman and I bought both soundtracks the score and his soundtrack and I was like oh my gosh he can do anything <laughs> ballads <laughs> funk remixes <laughs> young enough to uh to know the earlier singles but but too young to, to be into sex and all those things that he was talking about <laughs> so it would be later one speaking of sex then let's get into the song which of course um the title private joy to me uh, it seems to be a kind of like a weird... I mean, I, there is a, a line about my little pretty toy. Mm -hmm. um, and then he talks about the orgasmatron. <laughs> and he talks about the secret little <laughs> neon light. Um, you know, it's, I, so obviously there, there seems to be a suggestion that maybe the title of the song should really be like Private Toy or something rather than Private Joy. Mm. But yeah, where, where he says, I could never let another play with my toy. Which, I mean, in this case, it seems to be referring to a woman that he's talking about. One assumes. It, you know, the woman is his, yeah, is his private joy. But uh, I don't know. There seems to be a kind of odd way of phrasing stuff, you know, which is something Prince does. Sometimes he picks kind of very strange ways of phrasing things, um, <laughs> particularly when he says, you're my little lover, orgasmatron, which is <laughs> 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 just such a... It's <laughs> a lovely, lovely turn of phrase. As ever, I struggle to find a genre, and I would, I would say... Um, I would say maybe just like a, a straight up funk song is is kind of what I would call this. Yeah, I was um, gonna call it pop funk, but straight up funk makes yeah. makes plenty of sense. There is, I mean, I, I was gonna say there is kind of like a, a kind of poppy element, um, particularly with the kind of um, you know the kind of uh, the the way the chorus is. Um, you know, it's quite catchy. You know, the my private joy, you my private joy. You know, just kind of that repetition does seem something kind of like a more kind of pop pop song would do. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, there's not really a great deal to the verses. You know, there's a lot more kind of chorus than verse. But, I mean, oddly enough, I want to start at the end of the song by saying I find it, I find it funny that Prince has the um, at the very end bit where he says, I strangled Valentino. Yeah. <laughs> Been mine ever since. If anyone asks you, 
You belong to Prince. And <laughs> this is the first time that Prince has kind of put his own name and his own persona into a song. Uh, like before now, you know, he's had different kind of personas in different songs and he's been kind of shy or he's been very kind of, you know, uh, kind of a braggart or something. You know, like there's been lots of different. But this is the first time he's actually kind of name checked somebody else kind of this explicitly and then named himself as like the successor of Valentino. And the thing is, as well, is that like Valentino is a uh, a reference that, um, you know, Prince makes in um, Manic Monday. Um, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a little bit about, you know, in the kind of the dream. I'm trying to remember the name of the Bengals lead singer, but she says I was kissing Valentino. Oh. And so obviously <laughs> Prince Prince kind of thinks, seems to think that um, that Valentino is like the, the epitome of, of sexuality and kind of sexual prowess. And yeah. he is the one who has succeeded him. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that he waits until the very end to like suddenly introduce this part of the storyline. Like, oh, okay, murder? Sure. <laughs> yeah uh i think it's interesting as well because you know like uh rudolph valentino died like in 1926 (laughs) like he's not really like a you know a rival for prince and hasn't been since like i don't know like 40 years before prince's birth but i just like that prince kind of sees the, the the kind of obviously you know rudolph valentino he had like a very very kind of specific persona that was very kind of like you know sexual um, you know, and a lot of a lot of his his films, you know, he played, you know, kind of very dashing person. You know, there's the, the kind of like the chic films where, he, you know, he plays this kind of chic who sweeps women off their feet. So obviously there's a very specific image, um, you know, that he, he has. And obviously Prince once kind of aspires to be that aspires to be that kind of like dashing. And and obviously, um, you know, not going to be talking about it for a couple of months. But if you if you look at Under the Cherry Moon. You know, that is Prince attempting to be Rudolph Valentino uh, very yeah. poorly, one might say. Well, um, he has yeah, he has this interesting connection or interest in, in classic Hollywood, the golden age, before the golden age, practically. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if he thought Susanna Hoffs was going to be into that or did he did he know the bangles were going to sing manic monday or did he make that for himself and then give it to him uh, if i remember the story correctly he he saw the bangles performing somewhere and he liked them as a group mm. and so he'd written this song already and he just basically sent it in the post to them and said you can have this song and they and they were just like okay and then he kind of got in touch with them and did like a little bit of production on it Interesting, um, and then that was it. You like he he had a habit of doing that of just recording a a song and just sending it to someone <laughs> and saying here have this song, um, you know. Excellent. Which in some cases that led to them being you know meeting with him and kind of you know becoming his friend and working with him more and more. With others they just recorded the song and they never met Prince and hmm. you know uh, that was just how it went. But yeah, so Rudolph Valentino, you know, this is the first mention of that first mention of Prince putting himself into you know a song again this song's not really super kind of like <laughs> you know like deep there's not really that much to talk about like i said that you know kind of the orchasmatron line is probably one of the best lines in here it's it's not a yeah it's not an astounding work of poetry but it's it is interesting that you know sometimes he has these songs where he's he wants to you know scream from the rooftop about about them being together or you know, make her scream for the neighbors or whatever. But and this, this, he's like a private 
thing and it's like it just makes you wonder why he never explains why he wants to keep them so private <laughs> no yeah that's it he just uh, i think there is a in some of prince's songs there is a kind of a certain amount of like possessiveness mm. and so it, it does kind of speak a little bit to that but yeah like you say just kind of uh, uh you know not really just odd that he wants to keep this this joy private i find this album is kind of interesting because it just it feels like a pretty important part of his career where he's on the verge of of finding that pop sound but he's still he's still in the funk it's worth noting as well that there is like a really good guitar solo on this yes um you know it's probably one of the highlights of the song you know the lyrics are kind of a bit nothing um you know but that that guitar solo is great so great of course that prince actually reused it um on the track orgasm which is the final track of come which officially in 94 was kind of the end of prince's career with warner brothers though you know there were still a few more albums that warner brothers released after that to um to get him out of his contract um so essentially that guitar solo became the last thing officially that prince put onto an album for warner brothers mm. many years after his dispute he actually got back together with warner brothers and his last few albums were released by them so you know originally the song was called poem but then there was some stuff that was added from the song vibrator <laughs> which was recorded by vanity six which was then you know, put onto that. But obviously, I'll discuss that when we get to the 90s at uh, some point in 2018. But yeah, it's it's interesting that Prince kind of liked that guitar enough to kind of reuse it like, uh, you know, 13 years later on a song. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes you might think that he's the kind of guy who doesn't look back at all and just moves forward. But then he does things like that and you realize, oh, he has a full command of everything he's done and he's ready to bring it back for something kind of telling that prince only really performed this song you know in in 81 and 82 on the, the you know the controversy in 1999 tours and then kind of never went back to it but you know given the amount of songs that prince had in his back catalog it's understandable that some of them didn't ever get performed live or didn't get performed live after a certain point um but you know he, he kept he liked that guitar solo so he used it again um, but yeah, it's not a, it's not a hugely substantial song. You know, the more interesting thing about it, uh, I, there is actually quite an interesting live version that can be found on um, on YouTube. So if, if people want to look that up, um, it's it's quite interesting because, you know, when he says strangle Valentino, you know, you belong to Prince. The crowd are all singing along to that. So it's <laughs> it's always fun to see the kind of parts of the song that people kind of get behind. Um, but this song was covered a number of times by various different people. Um, in the 80s, um, Evan Rogers covered it. Um, not a guy I know, but he he looks, um, I don't know, he's got kind of like an, if he, he looks 80s basically. He looks very 80s, his hair's very feathered, that kind of look. And he doesn't do anything substantial with the song, it kind of just sounds the same. Um, there's an artist called, um, I, I don't know how to say this, it's C-H-E-Y-N-E. I, I mean, I would say that Shane? Um, that, or yeah. maybe it might be Cheyenne. I don't know. Um, just, Nor, yeah, normally a, you would think there would be kind of, maybe an E after the Y or something, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit odd. Um, you know, uh, she recorded a, a version of it. It's a little bit faster. It's about a minute shorter than Prince's version. Um, it's again, she doesn't really do anything other than changing the you know you belong to Prince to you belong to Shane. You know, <laughs> right. Um, and that is something also that um, Michael Jackson's sister, Toya Jackson, uh, she she actually had quite a substantial hit with, um, you know, with this song, um, and she she recorded a version uh, which I th I think was like nineteen eighty five somewhere around there. 
And, um, you know, again, she also changed the, the lyric to You Belong to Toy. She changed it to... I don't know that anyone ever called the toy a toy, uh, <laughs> but apparently that's, that's the version she chose uh, to kind of... Uh, it's, it's such an odd little thing. And considering she's singing about her, her, her pretty toy, it's like, is she singing about herself? I, it's odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i do i do kind of like her version actually i i think it's interesting i like it uh, also i should have noted that the the shane version was actually used on the soundtrack for weird science so if you're you know if you're a fan of uh of uh, john hughes and weird science then you know you can hear it on on that uh on that album mm. um i don't think the latoya jackson version does a great deal with it it's not terrible no you know she's got she comes from the jackson so you know she's got a she's got a good voice um, but you know, it's, it's about like kind of 30 seconds longer and it doesn't, you know, the guitar solo, there's like a guitar solo in it, but it's not as good as Prince because obviously, you know, he's Prince. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not terrible, but at the same time, um, I don't like people covering Prince songs. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an odd choice. If you were going to cover Prince, why would you choose this one? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going to go for a Prince song, go for like a, you know, an album track and, you know. So. I guess that's what she did. So an in, an interesting an interesting kind of kind of uh, uh, gathering of of cover versions. Um, you know, it, it's weird that a, kind of an album track got so many kind of cover versions done. And there are a few people who you know, obviously after Prince's death, have performed it live as well uh, in tribute to him. I, mean, I don't really like covering those because you know I feel like it, um, particularly the ones that came very soon after his death just felt a little not opportunistic, but uh, you know they're they're just there because he's you know he's he's um you know he's dead, isn't it? And that's that's why they covered him. You know, obviously you know the covers in the eighties they weren't they weren't for that reason. So mm. I would say overall my rating on the track would be. Um, I'd say four out of five. You know, it's nice. It's a nice, quick kind of upbeat song. You know, it's placement in the album. <laughs> the next song is kind of crazy. So, uh, you know, when you go from this to, you know, you go from Doobie Baby to this, and then from that to Ronnie Talk to Russia, it's it's kind of a, a really odd kind of mix of songs, one after the other there. Uh, but I just, <laughs> I just feel like... There's a few more songs on this album that, that are five star songs, basically. So this this really can only get a four. Uh, your thoughts? I agree. It's not it's not the strongest choice to um, to start off a side, but it's got a great beat. You can dance to it. It's inoffensive. I mean, it's it's not my favorite Prince song, but um, I would go three, four stars. Um, I don't know. Do you do half stars on this? <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I'm going on what I've given it on iTunes, basically. So ah. <laughs> they don't give you half stars on iTunes. So. I see. Well, I'll bump uh, it up to four. Why not? Okay. Well, I think we've said as much as we possibly can again about Private Joy. Uh, so if there's anything that you wish to plug, um, no, can't think of a thing. <laughs> find me on Facebook. Be my friend. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track, or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us at Prince Trap by Track at Gmail. Don't know why you were on email us, but you know, I'm sure I'll read your email. Um, otherwise, uh, thanks for being my guest today, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>